<laughs> thank you, sir. Well, thank you. How crazy is that? Very common surname. No one in my address book has the name Smith. I never put surnames in my address book. You're only in by your surname. Yeah. Actually, that's a lie. You're in by Rocobop. Rocobop. <laughs> hey, Siri. Could you show me an advert for a golden delicious apple? I see what you did there. Mm. No. <laughs> no, no, no. The fruit apples. I oh, know it's on. It's on. It's not. It's on video. I don't want video. I just want to take a picture of this apple. <laughs> this precariously balanced apple. I'll watch cats with you. And I. <laughs> I don't want to fucking see cats. I watched. Problem. I watched cats trailer. And I felt worse than when I watched the Les Mis in the cinema with you. That, that was like my life of pie. Duh. I didn't think Les Mis was that bad. No, I did. It was no, the worst did, film yeah. from beginning to end. But no, I have no intention of seeing Cats. I say, yeah, again, the one thing I don't understand is that you hear the noise cats make, right, in general. It's called caterwauling. Exactly. It's, there's a word for it. Why would they be good singers? I know, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Taylor Swifty's one of them. Yeah. Well, that's another thing as well. Taylor Swift. I don't want to go and see a film mm-hmm. where we'll see Taylor Swift as a cat and then I'll come out and go, you know what, I totally understand furries. I don't want to go and see that. <laughs> I don't know, if this is a movie that's suddenly going to go, okay, yeah, I totally get that. I'm going to think I'm going to go buy a tail. No, I don't, I don't want. I don't want to risk that. You can't just get a tail if you're a fairy, can you? You've got to start somewhere. You can't. You don't go and splurge the whole outfit one at a time. They're expensive, probably. I don't I know. I doubt it. I'm going to type in a fairy suit on Amazon. <laughs> oh God, no! Well, this is your profile, not fairy mine. Fairy suit, sweet. <laughs> oh, we got even a choice. Wolf. There you go. Choose wolf. Well, why wouldn't you? Twenty-five seventy-one. Gets you a, a onesie. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah, that is, obviously that is on the less sexy side than cats, <laughs> which are obviously aren't really furry things, but it's again CGI. But oh. you can get this wolf mask, <laughs> which is four and a half stars. There you go. <laughs> right, it's four and a half thousand pounds. And then we're out. Oh no! Look. There is a six to twelve month old uh, child wearing <laughs> a wolf hood, but then a flannel shirt. I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's what you get if you have sex as a <laughs> a child comes out dressed like a wolf. <laughs> this is what you get yeah. for playing furry suits. Mister yeah. and Missus Smith would like to announce the birth of their cub. Uh, Thirty-four pounds. Do you want to be a pink gorilla? Seventy-four pounds. You can pretend you're in trading places. <laughs> I've not seen trading places, so I don't get that reference. Cool. I thought you'd have seen that. It's like a classic John Landis. My, yeah. It was even before he killed that kid. Oh, before he died, thinking about life. You can buy a lion mane for your dog. 
Well, <laughs> wonderful. Well, that's a point. Go and see um, Lion King this week or not. What, are you going to go see Lion King, but you won't watch Hobson Shaw for no, me? I'm not going to go see Lion King. Because even then, I've now seen scenes where they are talking. It doesn't look right. Well, no, do you know why? Because yeah. lions can't talk. Well, yeah. They don't speak English. You know why? Their jaws physically can't make the words. But it's CGI jaws. Why haven't they made a CGI jaws? I don't know. They told me shit. As said that, I was just like... Mm, I'll go see that. Oh, I'm amazed there hasn't been a Jaws five. Just go again. Jaws three D. Just ignore the old one. Jaws Jaws versus Carrie. (laughs) Jaws versus Carrie versus Jason versus Freddy versus Chucky. (laughs) Sword. Saw Jaws. Jaws saw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're all in a jigsaw trap. Would you like to play a game in a pool? (laughs) Those wet noodles and a shark. (laughs) Feed it your buttocks because you've sinned or some shit. I haven't seen Saw. You read the script once. Yeah, years ago. I'm going to have to cut the fuck out of this episode. This is insane. <laughs> well, we haven't started yet. Oh, I'm Richard. I'm Gareth, and I just farted. And we've not talked shit for the last five minutes at all. It was a potent blast. Oh, <laughs> quite a gust. <laughs> we are back, guys. Our 114th Batman episode. Is it? It is. Last was our 113th. And this is what, season three, episode 20? Correct. Because I remembered that last week's was 19. And by last week, I mean yesterday's or whatever. I don't know. I'm confused. But yeah, we're on to episode 114, Penguin's Clean Sweep. Yes. Season 3, episode 20, just said it. Original air date, 25th of January, 1968. That is uh, exactly three days and 11 years before I was born. There you go. Special guest villain, Burgess Meredith as the Penguin. Guest stars, Monique Van Vuren. Do that again. Van. Uh, guest stars, Monique Van Vuren. Yep. Charles Dierkop. What's with all these names? Yep. <laughs> Written by Stanford well, Sherman. Again. Newell Ostreich. What? This is just my cut and paste. Okay, sorry. Well, it's not my cut and paste, because I haven't cut or pasted it. I went back to the website because I still don't have notes. Yeah. Uh, written by Stanford Sherman, directed by Oscar Rudel. So, the Penguin's latest caper involves infecting bills print, uh, being printed. Sorry, I just remember what this episode is, because I haven't got notes. Here we go. The Penguin's latest caper involves infecting bills being printed at the Gotham Mint with Ligerian sleeping sickness. Note one. Is that racist? Carrying on. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just, oh, wait. It's Nigeria a real place. I thought they'd made it up. <laughs> no, but Nigerian sleeping sickness is a thing, right? Is it? Oh, I need to look that up. You continue with that. Okay. I'll look up. What is it? Well, I ask Siri then. Ask Siri. Hey, Siri. Is Nigerian sleeping sickness a thing? <laughs> Oh. 
The answer is yes. I know. Uh, okay. Why do you bring that Nigeria, up? Nigeria, just... travel health information. Nigeria for specific travelers. Sleeping sickness. Country risk. Risk exists in scattered areas throughout the country. There is a high risk in Gboko vicinity of Benu State. Southeastern areas confluent with endemic areas of Cameroon and the southwestern states of Edo and Delta. Extreme northern areas are tetsi fly free. I read that more um, like threat and then suddenly realised by the end of that sentence that they didn't have any. <laughs> I was like, oops. So there you go. And, oh, sleeping says, also known as African trypanosomiasis is... Uh, trying that again. Trypanosomiasis. That's better. I think I got it that time. I just didn't see it very fast. How about you speed it up for me? Trypanosomiasis. Nice. Third time's a charm. Yeah. Um, also known as West African Tripos in the middle of the night. What time's fucked? Uh, uh, transmitted by daytime biting infected tetsi flies. Uh, rarely acquired through blood transfusion, so you're safe enough. Symptoms. Um, <laughs> usually appear within one to two weeks. Red sores. Severe headache. Lack of appetite. Insomnia. So you'd think sleeping sickness the think it would make you sleep. It makes you not sleep. No, that's this is initially. Enlarged lymph nodes, muscle and joint pain, skin rash, uh weight loss. I should get some of this. Of course you get weight loss, you can't eat your sleep. Weight loss, personality changes, slurred speech, seizures, difficulty <laughs> balancing and walking resulting from central nervous system failure. <laughs> it's not good. Well, the weight loss thing would balance out. It'd be fine. But you have a personality changes. Yeah, because you're asleep. But that's it's a, a lot quieter than you used to be. you're sleeping, you're awake. Then why is it called sleeping sickness? Because you don't sleep. I don't that's know. why immune... Um, Autoimmune deficiency syndrome thing is because you don't have one. So therefore, so like AIDS is because your immune system's not working. So therefore, sleeping sickness is because you can't sleep. Mm. Um. Anyway, here we go. The Penguin's latest caper involves infecting bills being printed at the Gotham Mint with Ligerian sleeping sickness. This bird is smarter than he looks. He sits back and waits for all of Gotham City uh, citizens to dump their money and then vacuums it up with giant hoovers. One thing, yeah. don't dump your wallets as well. No, yeah, they just, they just <laughs> to throw everything. Well, I suppose that's to be in contact with the money, so... Um, it all should be pointed out that... So this is in the 60s. And they did the whole thing of infecting bills, um, wiping people out. The game on Xbox, The Division, Tom Clancy's The Division, mm-hmm. is pretty much this in that the, the green flu, I think they call it. Mm-hmm. Infected bills are first distributed in New York, and a whole area has to be sectioned off under quarantine because all these people got this flu from the bills and died. So that's pretty much this, except more deadly. Yeah. She is very familiar looking. Well, she is Miss Clean, played by Monica Van Vuren. Mm-hmm. 21 credits. And the only ones that um, piqued my interest were that she was in Flesh for Frankenstein. By Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol's Flesh for Frankenstein, yes. And also Wall Street. 
Okay. And everything else was kind of like, I don't know anything Sorry, else she did. Wall Street in like the 80s? Yeah. So she'd have been like 80 herself? Yeah. Huh. 21 or something was in her character name. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> She's not 21 no, in she, 1980. No. But it was, it was when her name of her character was had 21 in it. I'm sure, I, right, Perv and me comes out. I'm sure I've seen her naked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, as a child, like, not her as a child, when I was young, I'm sure I've seen her naked. (laughs) I need to reword that quickly. Monique Van Furen. Oh, my coffee's hot and tastes like shit. Oh, filmography, let's go. Uh, Well, 2012, she's Monique in Greystone Park. That's 2012. In the film 2012? No, in the year 2012. Oh. In Greystone Park, she plays Monique. Oh. Her, the only, well, that's 2012. The only one, her last performance before that was Wall Street in 1987. Mm. Woman at 21 is the name of her character. <laughs> the, she can't be 12. She's like eight years old. Well, that was 1987. The one before that was Flesh for Frankenstein in 1973, where she played Baroness Catherine Frankenstein, which I think she was possibly nude or something in that at some nice. point. Or at least can tops off or something. Tops uh, off! <laughs> Ash Wednesday, she played German woman. Mm-hmm. Love Me My Way. The Decameron. Queen of Skulls. Well, she, uh, she played the Queen of Skulls. Good for um, Then there's this. <laughs> Fearless Frank. She's not going to be naked in anything before this. I don't think you were allowed to, were you? <laughs> 10,000 bedrooms. What? That was 1957. 10,000 bedrooms. She played Girl on Main Title. <laughs> Girl on Main Title? Yeah. She was uh, in 1953. She was in Tarzan and the She Devil. She played Lyra, the She Devil. She has a very specific career. Um, there you go. I'm amazed she wasn't one of the werewolf women of the SS. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's not a film, so that's just real life. <laughs> I believe it's a fake film created by uh, Rob Zombie on the Grindhouse. <laughs> no. You know, middle it bit. sounds real. If I remember rightly, that's also the film where Nicolas Cage plays Fu Manchu, and I'm not lying. Oh, dear. It does <laughs> seem like the role he was born to play, though. <laughs> I don't know. Did you watch that link I sent you of Nick Cage? Yes. Jesus fucking Christ. He's always been crazy, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nicolas Cage in 1993, being the most mental human being you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, why does Penguin just come to, like, not hand himself in, but why does he come to the police station instantly? But this isn't this part of his plan to sort of, like... I can't they're gonna, He's going to drag me up to the police thing, and this is going to make him look bad, because he didn't steal anything. Yes. But... Even as I was writing this down and then they explained the whole watching this, I was like, yeah, but they'd fucking break in yeah. to a place that you're definitely not supposed to just be able to walk into. You're not allowed to gas people. And he gassed people and definitely can help people up. So they're like, oh yeah, well shit, he didn't really do anything wrong. But he did. Yeah. And he constantly does. Also, he has a, a goon called Push Broom. Push Broom. Which is a stupid fucking name. And what was the other one? Dust Bag. Also, why does O'Hara look like he's covered in, like, donut dust? <laughs> Here's a, now, here's the thing about this episode. 
in that Penguin's fake nose is more obvious in this episode than it's been in anything else. Yes, it's pale. Yeah, it's because they've really not got the 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 makeup right in this one. Yeah. It's, it's the first time it's but been really noticed. But there's something wrong with the lighting. Like, everything looks a little dusty for yeah. some reason as well. Well, to save Le- money, they they fired the cleaning woman. <laughs> cleaning woman. At least Batman is doesn't have like a juicy front that he sometimes gets. <laughs> or, like that. I don't know if it's from drinking water or sweat stains. Or maybe it's the the cleaning woman saw last week's episode and went, "Well, oh, then what you fucking think of us women? Fuck you. Clean <laughs> clean your own sets, you pricks." No. Cult. So, um, I do like how angry. Robin is in these one, in that he is really spoiling for a fight in this episode. And it is maybe, yet yeah, again, a call back to the last episode where they didn't get a fight. Yeah. And him being a young upstart, he is really determined to just beat the crap out of someone. It was, uh, um, did you ever watch Titans? Is it available no. in this country? There's an episode. It's on Amazon Prime. Like. There's an episode called uh, Jason Todd. Mm. And at the end, Robin. Jason Todd Robin mm-hmm. is so desperate for a fight. I'm pretty sure he kills twelve police officers, <laughs> oh, sure. and it is so remarkably violent. Mm. Like Jesus Christ! Um, What's going to happen to that show now with DC Universe all fucked? Mm-hmm. I say that. Well, they've already cancelled Swamp Thing. Yeah, they're already talking about not making more Harley Quinn. They haven't even shown an episode yet. Sure. Um, he's got his portable bat lab out. Second time in two weeks, and he looks down at this. Uh, this note he's got under his microscope mm. and says to Batgirl, what do you see? And, and she, she says, says, sperm. Yeah, tiny tadpoles. And I'm like, did fucking Penguin come on this morning? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is it? I don't know. Well, if I you're going to... I should get some Wonder Wipes. I suppose our new plastic money is just wiped clean, but the old stuff could have soaked in. That's definitely... I don't want to. They want to think about that. Do you know anyone who's accidentally washed any of the new money? Does it come out all right, or is it no, fucked? I've, I've never accidentally washed money in my life. Neither, <coughs> neither have I. But no, I don't also carry people, money anymore. People do. Yeah, I know. Neither do I really. Um. Yeah, they're about to go to the hospital thing. What's with this shitty camera work in this one? Yeah, no, that's really weird, right? Yeah. You'd think it was fucking uh, like stock footage from an episode yeah. of Quincy. Um, and also, here we have the doctor. Uh, played by John Berardino. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in 338 episodes of General Hospital as Dr. Steve Harvey. And that's between 1963 and 1996. Jesus Christ. Um, I think it was April 96 mm-hmm. was the last time he appeared in General Hospital. And he was dead a month later. <laughs> I didn't even write that down. I just remember that from reading it the other day. I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Penguin's being a little cunty here, right? He's like, how about I do open heart surgery with my umbrella tip? Like, what? Mm. And also, here's something. If this guy's on General Hospital, right, why is he not allowed to speak in this? He does eventually. Yeah, well, Batman turns up. He refuses to talk in front of Burgess Meredith. Yeah, and even, I think they don't even mention it as well, going, you never talk it over, and he just goes, yeah, shrug. (laughs) Okay. It's a bit odd. He was only paid to be so, an extra that day. Now you just think that okay, they're going about fruit flies, right? The deadly fruit flies, blah blah. But are fruit flies the same thing as mosquitoes? Will they bite you? No, I don't think so. 
You see them, they go. No, you have to remember they didn't have the internet, so they couldn't check. Mm. But this is quite insane. Basically, an invisible fight with a single fly. Yeah. And uh, and Robin doesn't give a fuck. They're all like, "Be careful!" Robin's like, "Die, <laughs> die, fly!" He's got his big thin gloves on. He's fine. They're not going to bite his hands. He's gonna. It's totally going to land on his nose. And then he's yeah. going to do that thing where he goes cross-eyed staring That's the thing as well. I did not remember this episode either. Uh-huh. And yet I remember that. <laughs> because of and just the... Look at the, the size of them bottles behind him on that locker. What things are, What's in that red one? Now, I guarantee they, these never appeared in General Hospital. <laughs> because it's only ever in things like Batman where you see hospitals that have just large beakers of fluid lying about all over the place. And oh, yeah. is that what it is? You know the shot of the hospital. You know when they come in and the it's handheld and looks terrible. Yeah. Is it a general hospital thing? Maybe. Oh yeah, because the whole yeah. yeah but, but why would they be taking the piss of it when they've invited one of them? Like no, it's like, not. Like they could yeah. literally be using a shot from it. Oh no, I don't. I think they must. It would not have went on that long, being that terrible, would it? I don't see why not. Uh if it's only like a thing they use to move between scenes and it shows you what room they're going to, I think that's completely acceptable. No, not that. Um, you know, yeah. now I've said it, I think I'm right. Yeah, well. Prove um, me wrong <laughs> by watching every episode of General Hospital. Yeah. Um, Wasn't Franco on that for a while? Hmm? Wasn't James Franco on General Hospital for a while? <laughs> like after he was famous. Yeah. As like an artist called Franco. Look at that, I mean, just bloody kind of bottles of Murray cup and stuff sitting about behind them on the shelf. You'll have to explain that to anyone else. No, they can Google it. That's what it's for. <laughs> oh, yeah, Google the, the very old racist cover of a bottle of Murray cup. <laughs> Which, uh, do you still get Murray cup these days? They sell it next door in the shop. Yeah. I see, because it I must don't still be think, by Sangs, isn't it? I don't think the person's on the front anymore. Well, that's a good thing. Actually, you know what? I think it might be the same drawing, but they've changed the colourings. Mm. I still think that's a bit mine. Oh, it's the... I don't know. I don't want to say anything for fear of... What, Mari coming down on you? Yeah. <laughs> Moray is coming for you. Is it based on Moray eels or something? No. No. The area of Murray. Murray. Uh, I don't know. What's wrong with his cowl in this one as well? It's all loose around the chin. It's lost a bit of weight. It's all that sexy, Evan. <laughs> oh. Never forget they became sexual vampires. Ooh. <laughs> of course they did. You, oh, we've said it on this podcast. We? Yeah. Burt Ward and Adam West said that all they did was fuck by the end of this. <laughs> Right, oh. because women liked uh, having sex with them because they could see their penises through their shorts. And Burt Ward <laughs> said, uh, "It was an addiction. We became sexual vampires." Um, he can't walk. No, and man. She- also, is he the first man with a ghetto blaster? To put it next to his ear and play it as he walks along. Possibly, he does not get a credit, but the badly dancing redhead is Pamela McMailer. Pamela McMailer. She played Laurie Strode's mother in Halloween 2. More Comic-Con uh, thing. 
Do yeah. we need two more Halloween films? I would say no, but that's <laughs> eh, what we're getting. So, so we're gonna have right. The new ones go Halloween. Yeah. Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Which is confusing in itself. It's like yes. when Seal released that second album. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. Halloween kills. Halloween ends. ends. Oh. I mean, it seems very unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. But when they said they were making another one, I was like, great. And then they said, oh, actually, we're making two more. I just don't... If they kill Judy Greer, I yeah. will kill Judy Greer. I'm so, <laughs> Shit. I'm, she needs, right? I I love her career. You watch her and stuff. She's great every time. She always gets short shrift, man. Hmm. You know, look at that period in time where she was like, hey, check it out. I am uh, Scott Lang's ex-wife. Check it out. I'm Bryce Dallas Howard's sister in like Jurassic World. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's always, she's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Give her a break. And also, they should be ballsy. They say there's two more Halloween films coming. Mm-hmm. Please be a lie. So you think there's another one coming, and then you kill everyone in the next movie. Yeah. Mm. Like everyone. Yeah. That'd be good. Because I know that they obviously want to keep them going with girl as in Laurie's daughter played by Judy Greer Mm. her daughter is basically the new Laurie Strode right they want to do that that makes sense but you need a new Michael Myers (laughs) and that's more difficult yeah um you know the thing why is Bruce Wayne such a dick on the phone to everyone I don't know what's wrong with his hair as well in this episode (laughs) cowl hair Happens occasionally. Oh, he's running out of bat gel. He does look thin in this one. And what's with the pointy finger? It's not that he's a oh, dick yeah. on the phone. He seems to be a dick to dick. His fingers seem weird and stubby, but long. It, it seems square at the end. Also, we haven't mentioned penguins' hoovers. Yeah. Also, did they make sure that they only infected like one type of bill? As in, no, what are these, like $1, $5? Even as they were hoovering it up, I was thinking... Yeah, but all of these are infected. You're not going to be able to... Well, they don't know which ones are which. They just know there's an amount of money out there. Mm-hmm. I think it was only like $1,300 or something, but everyone was dumping their money out. Oh, yeah. Now, and there must be people that went, well, I've not taken money out in a week. Yeah. And it's only in the last few days, so I'm fine. But they're still all just panicking and chucking it out and mm-hmm. getting things. But see, they've... They still know... That some of the money's infected. So, yeah, they're not going to be able to spend it. Yeah. And I say that comes up. But even then, as they were doing it, before that, it sort of got to the point in this in the episode where they explained that. I'm just thinking, well, this is. What the fuck are they. Unless they've got, like, anti Ligerian fruit fly spray stuff that they can then spray on the money and then spend it. No, but if it's Gotham Mint, it'll have Gotham Mint on it. So they won't accept the money, right? Anyway, for safety. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have which mint the money would come from. I don't know. I think for the plot of this, it probably does, because they can tell. They're like, they literally, aren't they saying, if it comes from Gotham Mint, don't accept the money? How would they know if it doesn't say? I mean, you could say it's like in the numbers alone, right? 
here's also he just phones up I can't remember where he phones up and goes what country you got oh shit yeah but before he tells him it's Gotham's money they agree to sell him a country (laughs) yeah and it seems to be Russia well no he didn't want Russia what else she got (laughs) yeah but I mean that's pretty big yeah Um, and you know they're only sucking up five five dollar bills yeah. There's only are so they? many five. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If there's mixed denomination, people aren't throwing hundreds of dollars into the street. They seem stupid enough. I'll to. throw a fiver into the street, you know, to save my life. I'm not yeah. going to throw a hundred into the street. I'll take that risk. Yeah. <laughs> You'll die. Uh huh. But I'll have a hundred dollars. Bury me with it. I sit in the bank game, and they're getting, he's he's looking at more. Can penguin come? Um, I'm assuming looking through the microscope. Mm-hmm. And he says to um, Alfred, oh, can what's the can temperature outside? Now, it's obviously going to be some sort of thing where it's going to affect the flies or some shit. Yes. But they do kind of, probably unintentionally, throw you off here. By when he's told that it's like 45 degrees, he does act as if, well, shit, that's not what I wanted to hear. So as like, you're kind of going... Also, is that a bad thing? Because he's like, oh, fuck, 45. And that's Fahrenheit. Yeah. Hey, Siri. Well, 212 degrees Fahrenheit is 100 degrees Celsius. She wants me to talk. Why are you doing this? Sorry. I forgot what we did here. (laughs) (laughs) What is 45 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? I mean, that's pretty cold for America, California. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's 20 degrees here what right now. 45 degrees Fahrenheit in feet and inches. Uh, <laughs> How do you do the conversion? Isn't it you, you like add eight and multiply by three or oh, something? I have no idea. I just remember that um, some fucking training course I was on at once was called 212 degrees of something. I'm like, what? 212 degrees of anything? What the fuck are you talking about? And then they explained it was Fahrenheit and that's boiling points. It's 100 degrees or some shit. And I was like, oh, well, there you go. Because it went on about the examples they brought up during this course was about the whole McDonald's coffee thing. Oh, yeah. And how the guy used to keep it above 212 degrees Fahrenheit because it's people wet it hot and then they burn their junk off. And the crazy thing is, uh, anyone knows that you don't boil the kettle to make a coffee. 65 degrees Fahrenheit. There you go. There you go. Uh, Celsius. (laughs) Hey, Siri. (laughs) Hey, Siri. What's 65 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? So there you go. I'll even let you to go to 150. Yeah, so that 150 works. 150 degrees Fahrenheit so is that, what you t- take coffee to. So I was right there. So it is 212 is 100 then, roughly. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just I thought I'd fucked up there. <laughs> what else did they learn from that course? No. <laughs> Not a thing. O'Hara's the first one up. That's crazy, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, well, it's because he never really gets to take the lead. He's always just like... Oh yeah, here can we're here as well. We'll take care of all the bad guys now. You've beaten them up. Oh, also, O'Hara's teeth seem to be made out of Watsons. <laughs> oh, I miss that. Well, um, and yet again, no wonder they force him to keep his mouth shut most of the time. Yeah. And yet again, on, um, they're about to have a bit of a fight, 
and I'm glad we're getting to the end of this because I am sick of fucking Batgirl just kicking everything. Here we go. Look at them teeth. Jeez. Oh. Hideous. No wonder they make him keep his mouth shut. Saying that he, he pulls a wonderful face just before this fight kicks off as well. That's Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's just like, I'm not not getting in a fight. He's literally off. He he is the first one out there leaving the commish to fend for himself. But yeah, look, also, just that kick is just starting to annoy the fuck out of me because all she does. Yeah, but she looks great, right? Well, that that one that kick there was ineffective. It was rubbish. Well, that's because she pushed herself. She used his chest to push himself, herself away. Yeah. That's quite brave, if yeah. you ask me. Just climb up it. Fuck you. Well, look at that one as well. She just she didn't kick that man. She did just stab him in the throat with her um, heel. <laughs> so he's dead. Um, Here, have a box and smash it into his cock. <laughs> but also, um, I think we are about to witness the death of the penguin. In that he does not appear again in this season. Mm. But they see they're about to dump him in this rubbish bin. Mm. And then they infect him and he falls asleep with a lit cigarette. <laughs> he burns to death. <laughs> a one man pyre. Yeah. See, he's got it in there and his head just dips down. And I'm like, his lapel's going to burn. He's going to catch. Oh. The weird thing is. They're like, yeah, you t- took so much antidote, you probably got sleep and sickness yourself. And he's like, nah, I doubt it. I'm fine. And then he instantly falls yeah. asleep. Well, it was a double dose. So, from what we know of uh, Nigerian sleep and sickness, he's about to have, what was it, personality changes <laughs> and... Uh, cr- and insomnia. Chronic diarrhea. Um, I made up the diarrhea part. No. Here he goes. He's putting lip fang there. And then... Out he goes. And he can't just... They walk away, he can't just fire. Dead. What's Never have seen again. It is, uh, you can see it's smoking still, and it's touching him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he's dead. Um, that's how uh, Jack Cassidy died. Oh. That's sad, because that's a true story. I don't know why I said that. Uh, he, what? What? Okay, I did not get lightning in mine. Okay. I don't think. I mean, you, you, it was half a second long. You might just not have looked yeah. at the screen. Blink during that part. Possibly. Um, but yeah, Jack Cassidy, star of, well, from our point of view, Columbo's. Yeah. He was the Nazi magician that time. Mm-hmm. And he's in that one directed by Spielberg. And uh, yeah, he fell asleep with a fag in his mouth, drunk. Ugh. And his couch was made out of some sort of 70s, you know, synthetic bullshit. Mm-hmm. And the house went up like fucking, well, like a match. Yep. <laughs> like a powder keg. So the thing with the various synthetic fibres in the 70s, not only did they kind of just catch fire at the drop of a hat, they also kind of melted to you yeah. <laughs> and coated you in fire. So, um, Napalm. Yes. Napalm couch. Oh. Worst band I've ever seen. Hop quality um, furnishings. <laughs> oh. Note to self, napalm couch t-shirt. <laughs> oh. I don't even know what that would be. A picture of us sitting on a couch on fire? On fire. <laughs> just 
and then the napalm death logo but oh. it says napalm couch can we do this for tea public are we allowed to just make our own designs and put them on tea public and make money probably what um, I mean no one would buy them you'd no. probably buy them for your own t-shirt collection you sick fuck no. I, I do need to go through and clear my notes unfortunately I ascribe um, emotional shit to useless objects yeah because you're a hoarder yeah we all know Oof. Anyway, so, um, so <laughs> you're a hoarder, but the worst type of hoarder. No, because at least when I hoard things, they have value. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, I, you know, I do a weird thing where I give human emotions to inanimate objects as well. And I think they have feelings, and I think, well, that would upset it if I threw it out, <laughs> and that's that seems mental. Uh, I worry what the t-shirts think of me. I mean, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Oh, I never mentioned the henchmen. Should probably give them their due. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, we just talked about other stuff and missed them out. We mentioned <laughs> their names, but it seems a, it seems a shame to not have a bit of a henchman corner. Shame, you say? We mentioned uh, Monica, but uh, yeah, we had Dustbag played by Charles Dierkop. Um, he was in the Sting, Butch Cassidy, and the Sundance Kid. Um, but most importantly, he played. Killer Santa in Silent Night, Deadly Night. Now, not the main Killer Santa. Mm-hmm. He was the Santa who killed the guy's parents in front of him, who then grew up to become the yeah, Killer yeah, yeah. Santa. Yeah. So yeah, um, and that's the uh, the OG one, not the remake. Yes. Because um, for, for the remake, it'd have been a million. Yeah. And then a push broom played by Newell Osterich. Just four credits. Um, this was his last intent and. His last credit, and technically he's uncredited in this because he's not mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, his other roles were guard in an episode of I Spy, and two uh, roles as a football player, which were uncredited for Idols in the Dust and Father was a Fullback. Thank God, I thought two roles. I'm like, he played two bread roles in something. That's the yes. saddest, <laughs> saddest credit I've ever seen. Oh. He was a uh, yeah, some sort of advert for soup. So that was Henchman Corner because we they, they felt a bit neglected. What what do you think of this episode? Then? It is a solid seven, six, seven. I I would say six point five. Mm. Uh, As I say, I don't like doing point fives. No, I you make that noise every time I say that, <laughs> and it's like, well, we've already done it for like hundred <laughs> fucking twenty times. No, this is my review, not yours. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, you know, it has everything you want in an episode of Batman. But yeah. see, I mean, how many have we got left to go? Can't I mean. Well, there's 120 in total, and this was what? 14, 114. Oh. So yeah, so two, two shames. Uh, yes, it is. We have the Great Escape, and then the Great the Train, train Robbery. I'll be a mummy's uncle. So we've got another um, King Tut. Is that a tut? The Joker's Flying Saucer. Mm-hmm. The Entrancing Dr. Cassandra. <laughs> and Minerva Mayhem and Millionaires. What a fucking terrible way to end a series, right? Well, well one with a villain we'd never seen before. And then Minerva. Is that her second? I think Minerva might be back, but I feel like this is the first time she's been played by... By... Uh, Zsa Zsa. Zsa Zsa Gabor. Until... Next week. Until next week. Or next next time. Next time. 
We really need to figure out what we're doing after this. Yeah. We're not doing another TV show, right? Or, I don't know. Yeah. I think if we do another TV show... Remember if, what I said about... If we the, do another TV show, we have to do a good one. No, but like, remember that idea where I was talking about like podcast roulette? Yeah. Or like, you can't call it podcast roulette. It's a, too, it's a terrible name. No, you know what I mean. Some sort of tomboy one. So, like every <laughs> every episode over the month is. Oh no, every every fortnight you were like. Mm-hmm. So you come up with two or three ideas, and then just rotate them. So yeah, we can do a TV show, but we release it like fortnightly. Yeah, and we can release an album. Oh, like release an album. Yeah, we can release an album. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, we'll do a podcast on the recording of an album, even though neither of us like performing. Yeah. Well, I don't care you about don't performing. Like you physically run away from it and jump out of windows. <laughs> and I'm just not capable. I will go out on a limb and say, in all the time I've known you, I've I've seen you hold instruments, and yet I've never seen you play one. I think I nervously attempted a chord here once when you <laughs> handed me something, and I kind of went, uh, there you go, that kind of sounded right. Take it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, we could review an album or like, we should do a book club. Jesus. Oh. I do want to read more books. Me too. Well, seeing that this year, my grand total of amount of books I've read this year. Yeah, none. That's how many I've run. Uh, run? Yeah, that's how yeah. many I've run. No, Garam's always gone about Stephen King. Oh, and I've Stephen never King. read Stephen King, so I wasn't in. His but, books are too big. Yeah. Well, there was there was a book left in the bar the other week. It was um, some sort of Jack Reacher one. And I was like, that's quite a hefty looking book. It's, and I opened it up. It's a tome. And the only reason that it's that big is because the writing was so big, it was almost like an infant did it. It was huge. I was like, there's only about three sentences on each page. That's why this is a big, huge thing. It's because everything was massive. Yeah, but the guy who writes them is really tall, so Oof. it evens out. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't read something like that, but I'd read something good. I'm trying to reread all the Vonnegut books, and I'm just failing miserably at the minute. Yeah. You want to read some Vonnegut? I don't know, do I? I mean, he's both prescient and depressing. It really yeah. sums it up. They're very thin. I can throw you a book before I go away. You can tell me what it's like next week if you want. Oh, I will definitely not read it by next week. <laughs> oh, no, look, if the, I, I will... Uh, hold on. Well, this would help me get off the Xbox for a little bit. That's all I do. Oh, God, look at that. I don't even know how that happened. There's a small depressing book for you. It's great. What's this one? Mother Night. Indeed. Black, sa- black satire of the highest Polish. <laughs> trying to think what else. One of the master alchemists of modern American fiction. Sunday time. It's like, how old is this book I'm holding? I mean, I'm guessing it's like 40 years old. A brilliant, wacky ideas monger. (laughs) (laughs) One of the best living American writers. Graham Greene. (laughs) Why are they saying Graham Greene's one of the world's greatest (laughs) writers? I mean, he is, but you know. A cool writer. At once, throw away and pass it. He's a cool writer. I instantly went to Greece too with that as well. 
the Financial Times. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I wouldn't expect... I mean, the cover reviews. The other ones... I mean, I've done who Graham Greene is. Isn't um, he the guy who wrote The Third Man back in the day? But I see The Observer, Sunday Times, fair enough. But The Financial Times. That seems like a reach. Like, oh, it's the only other one that gave us a good review. Stick it on. Well, you know, I, d- I don't know uh, on the list of books where that's re- reviewed, but it's... it's well, the Guardian's I, on the front. I'd give it quite high. And guess what? They made a film in 1992 yeah. starring Nick Nolte, World's Sexiest Man. Yep. And... um And uh, Cheryl Lee yeah. from Twin Pigs. Yeah. So... Shall I read the synopsis in the back of the book? Why not? Go for it. Mother Night is a story with morals. Uh-huh. Three, in fact. But it's not really a moral book. From a ratty attic to Auschwitz and back. I did not see Auschwitz coming in here. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> Bang, there you go. Um, it's the confessions of Howard W. Campbell Jr. And he was hard... He was, And he was hardly a moral man. He was American. A notorious Nazi <laughs> propagandist and a U.S. counter spy. Then there was that business with his wife and her sister, which proved that one man's morals can be another woman's poison. Oh, dipping his wick in both barrels. <laughs> dipping his wick <laughs> in both barrels. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I panicked at the end and came out with barrels. I don't know. When you said barrel, I think of like a shotgun, and then it sounds like some sort of. Weird mutant docking nightmare. Yeah, I know. I just oh, at least it's her sister, not his sister. That'd be terrible. That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, you have to get to slapstick to get to the incest. <laughs> really? Oh, really? Oh, that's okay. the one where um, uh, two twins become the most intelligent uh, creature in the universe, but only when they're inside each other. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are we talking male female twin yes or okay yeah. oh if there's one thing that I can say that is a bad uh, one bad thing I can say about Vodigat is that when writing he doesn't seem to appreciate gay people <laughs> well <laughs> everyone's got their little things everyone's got their foibles yes Ugh. but you know outside of being Considering how forward-thinking he is, he seems remarkably homophobic. But uh, maybe not homophobic. No, definitely homophobic. (laughs) I've I've reassessed some of the stuff he said. Usually it's other characters saying it. Because we haven't got there with that book, but, you know, after a while he just starts to appear in his own books. No. And then you have, you know, his alter ego. No, it's not Stephen King that does that as well, is it? No. No, you're thinking of Dean Koontz. Oh, there you go. No, is it? Are you thinking about the guy who wrote, um, who's that guy that my sister really likes? Is that who you're thinking of? He keeps doing the whole, Ken, oh, and there in the corner of the room is Ken, novelist. No, no, that's my, yeah, that's who my sister likes. What is he called again? He wrote that Sahara movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Clive Cussler. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, like, the book will end, and there'll be a knock on his door, and he'll, be go, and he'll answer it, and he goes, Hi, I'm American novelist Clive Cussler. I hear you have a motorcycle collection. I'm a big fan. Can I have a look? 
Mm. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry, what's happening? He's just making sure if they ever make movies of these things, he gets cameo. Mm. Uh, you know, saying that, if you read Breakfast for Champions by Kurt Vonnegut, Kurt Vonnegut is God. Mm. So, which in well, its own way makes that, sense because yeah, he wrote the universe. It, yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Breakfast of Champions, one of the absolute worst movies I've ever seen. Um, and I think I uh, saw that movie before I read the book or even realized what it was. Yeah. And it is so fucking awful. Oh. But, now, well, um, I shall have my review of this book for you next week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, I suppose. I haven't, don't get me wrong, I haven't read it in a while. I'm trying to reread them. I just picked the one that's thinnest. That's fine. So I thought that was a good start. Also, I'm not even it. reading them in order. That's No, there's, well, there's no order. They just write books. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're not a series. Chronological order of when he wrote them. I mean, if you want to replay a piano, you can. No, it's a but I, I've I, got this one. I've, I'm hooked on the uh, synopsis about I the personally, uh, propagandist Nazi dude. I think you should read that. And I think you should read Sirens of Titan. And I think you should read Breakfast of Champions. And I think, really, that'll do you. Because that'll probably take you a year. I know you said you'd be ready next week, but I don't believe you yet. I will read that for next week. I mean, how many pages are in it? It's quite small. Uh, it is... Oh, no, that's... Uh, that seems to be ordering more books. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, technically, that's 176, even though that last page... Um, here is not Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Goodbye, cruel world. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> well, that seems like a bit of a spoiler there. <laughs> that does not seem like a good ending for um, for uh, Howard W. Campbell Jr. Oh. Isn't it weird that they missed the junior off the front cover as well? What's the W stand for? I'm going to guess Wilhelm. I don't know. What you, what? I, but what I'm saying Have is... Have you even read it? Yeah, a and long you don't time know what ago. The w stands. No, because I I bought all these books again off eBay, real cheap, to reread uh, them, and I've never got around to rereading them. So I read Vonnegut. I saw that film and then went, "This is awful," and then fell down. Oh no, because I read Play a Piano at School. So I started reading Vonnegut in '97, mm-hmm. and probably finished around 2004, 2005, around the time he died. I think it was school that put me off reading. Because of the shit they made us read. Well, they um, in Tain Royal Academy, yeah. we had to write a book review, but they were weird. They went, "Go to the library, pick any book," no. and I stumbled across "Play a Piano," and it just unlocked no. something great. Wait, was it like Sunset Song or something? Oh, that fucked me uh, because uh, obviously it's in what do you call that, dark? Yeah, um, and I did not understand what the fuck no. it meant. So it was basically like being asked to write an English review uh, in French. Yeah, like, that, I didn't like that. Um, I mean, we did obviously we did Hamlet and stuff. Mm. That was fine. Okay. Um, I fucking hate of mice and men. I don't remember ever doing that one. It's dude kills mice, kills a girl, gets killed. Done. You go, piece of shit. Oh, so I'm we did missing Merchant, out huge chunks. We did Merchant of Venice. Oh, like mice snapped its neck. Oh well. We did a view from the bridge by Arthur Miller. Oh, um, Death of a Salesman, obviously. 
Did Death of a Salesman. Everyone does. Which I don't remember doing, but I remember watching the film with John Malkovich and Dustin Hoffman, so God knows. Very confusing. Mm. No, it's all gone. I don't know. Occasionally things come back to me if prodded a bit, you know. It's like I can't remember the name of any of my teachers. Is that weird? Not one. I don't remember. um, See, obviously, the, the best teacher we had which is also a lot of people's probably worst teacher was Mr. Wheeler. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the one that I always thought was picking on me because mm. he always made me read everything. Yeah. And then <clears throat> when mum brought it up at a teacher's night, he just went, he's only one of these bastards that can speak, right? Because <laughs> it was all, I see he was into the Doric language yeah, and yeah. written books on it and shit. So every time he was getting something to read out, he can make me do it. Mm. So, And also my friends liked my folks go and speak to him because my granddad would go up and mum for parents' nights. Yeah. And then him and Mr. Wheeler would just sit there for hours talking about all the people they knew who were dead from like the Huntley area. <laughs> and then suddenly go, oh, I haven't spoken to any other parents. Oh, well. So it was always before parents' night, they were all going, is your granddad going up for parents' night this night? And I was like, yeah, he is. Oh, good, get him to go and speak to Mr. Wheeler. And yeah, they just sit there for the entire night speaking about dead people. So, uh, uh and even then, he would come up to me the, like the morning, be in his class, of the morning before parents' night. And he'd mm-hmm. walk up and go, is your granddad coming tonight? And I was like, yeah, he is. Good. And I was like, okay. So even he didn't want to speak to other parents. He just went to speak to my granddad about dead people. So, well done, uh, man. What a beautiful way to end a podcast. <sighs> and with that, cheese it! it. <laughs> Premium bar.